Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow Your Own Way podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Tessa. And this is our Valentine's Day release episode, but it is very much not Valentine's Day coded. We're going to be reading all your breakup submissions. And I'm so fucking excited because some of these are so juicy. Um, and I can't wait to get my reactions and Lily's reactions to these. So do you want to update or do you want to just like hop right in? Should we do updates? I want to do a little update at least. You start. I personally am sick again. I started my job on Saturday and then I went to the doctor on Monday. Also had work later that day and I was in so much pain. Um, I'm taking so much naproxen at the moment and that's the only thing that helps. But like I got off work and I was miserable. I had chills and then I went to bed. Woke up this morning. Luckily had today off. But I've just been like sweating today. Like just my bed sheets are disgusting and I feel bad for Andrew when he <laughs> he has to go to bed. But um, I was like, I feel really hot. And Andrew like felt my head and he was like, oh, you feel fine. I think you're just hot because your whole body's hot. And um, all of a sudden I'm like, I have the feeling I need to check my temperature. And I check my temperature and I have a low grade fever, which means I can't legally go into work tomorrow. Um, which really sucks because I'm supposed to be learning how to close this store. And that's really frustrating. Um, and when I went to the doctor, they said I just have allergies and they changed my allergy prescription. They gave me cough medicine and the cough medicine's helping, but it's just like the pain in my side and the fact that I'm not coughing. Lily thinks I have bronchitis that's turned into walking pneumonia. They didn't take any x-rays because in November I got two done and they were like, mm, let's kind of low down on the radiation. And they found nothing in my x-rays, but now I have a feeling they're going to give me a CT scan. So we shall see, but I'm going to ask for another x-ray. Be like, I don't care. Give me cancer. <laughs> I don't wish that upon myself. I'm sorry. I take that back. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's my update. I have a low-grade fever and I called my manager. She didn't answer. So now I'm waiting and I'm in a lot of pain and it hurts to do everything at the moment. So, yeah. I don't have many updates. Oh, well, my updates are always, I'm sick again. So I don't think it's. Um, Chiefs <sighs> won the Super Bowl. Tessa oh, yes. Super excited. If you're not, are you amongst yourselves? Because most people are un- unexcited for one reason and one reason only. Get over yourself. It's. Mm-hmm. It's a game. They're people. Let them live. It's okay. Yep. We feel bad for Brock Purdy. Okay. But I do. But like, I mean, you know, his time will come. Right. He's he just, literally our age. Yeah. He just, it's just, um, it wasn't his time, you know? And uh-huh. that's okay. But like, to be able to say you're that young and go to the Super Bowl in general, that's an accomplishment. That's incredible. Absolutely. And everybody was so supportive, all there for him. Like, we just need to understand these are real people with real lives. Does not matter what their status is. Like, these are people at the end of the day. Let's treat them as such. It's not that serious. It really isn't. It's never been that deep. The Chiefs won. We can move (laughs) on. I literally didn't get to go to the watch party that I talked about last episode because I was scheduled to work, but um, let's just say I was literally clutching my jersey in my hand while driving home, um, listening to a live stream of what was going on, 
And then I went and I had plans to go like sell something on Marketplace. So I was with Andrew and he was like watching it. And of course I was listening while we were driving. And then we went to In-N-Out and they won while we were in the In-N-Out drive-thru. And one of the workers was like, are you a Chiefs fan? I go, yeah. And he goes, not because of Taylor Swift though, right? And I go, no, no, no. I got family in Kansas. And he goes, well, congratulations. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I'm so excited. Like my family back home is like, I just know they're screaming, crying, throwing up. And then I saw a ton of Facebook posts of them all in their jerseys. And they have like literally Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey like cutouts. And they were posting pictures on Facebook. And I was like, they deserved this, you know? But yeah, fairly sad I couldn't go. But at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. I can't control everything in my life. So yeah. It do be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hop in? Okay, we are getting into our breakup segment, and these are specifically all of your guys' submissions. So we split them up, and I'm ready for a ride. Dude lived in his car outside my house for two weeks after we broke up. I just want to know, like, how is he showering? Like, <laughs> that is so nasty. Like, he must have stank. But that's called a restraining order. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Literally. He stole my dog. Could you imagine if, like, your ex stole Moose? I would never allow that to happen. Moose is my dog. He's not going to get taken away. Um, I know that said individual did not want anything to do with my dog. So, you know. That was never going to be a thing at all. But, um, yeah, I'm so grateful no one tried to steal my dog. I could not be luckier to have my dog. I don't understand how people do that. You know, that's just that's just weird. Well, when you get a dog together, you know what I mean? But someone has me. to take it. You can't just be like dual puppy ship for the rest of your life. I mean, some people do, like, switch on and off for a while until they're, like, ready to move on from their breakup. Like, they've healed. And then they're like, okay, let's discuss this. Like, who's getting the dog? I was the only one that wanted to have this dog. Like, and that's so sad to say. But, like, I love my dog. And I'm so grateful that, like, I did not have to give him away. But, yeah, if I had to that would have never happened in a million years but i mean i because i i care about my dog so that's all i'm gonna say he wouldn't even know how to take care of a dog because he can't even take care of himself he said he would sell him found out he had a girlfriend and a kid and i was the girl he was cheating on her with but on top of that he cheated on both of us and got the other girl pregnant sounds like something that would have happened to me it sounds like she dodged a bullet. 100%. Oh my gosh. Literally horrible. My ex stole my bed. <laughs> kind of funny. He said, <laughs> like, no other man can sleep in this bed. Except me. I hope it wasn't a nice bed. There's a million and one mattress places all around so some of them are money laundering scams though i think the majority are yeah another one is currently my life i hope you're okay i give you a kiss on the forehead cheated on me 
with another girl, then got together with her, then she cheated on him. It's what he deserved. It's, I mean, it goes full circle. How you get him, how you lose him. It's true. It's true. Okay. Next is, oh boy, too many. Sounds like they got screwed over a lot in the past. I'm sorry. It's okay, we understand. Hopefully this episode gives you peace of mind that other people are also getting screwed over. Man broke up with me on Christmas over text, then refollowed one of his exes after. He said he needs time to himself <laughs> with the clown emoji. That is the biggest excuse I've ever heard is I just really need to focus on myself. It's always someone else. Every single time. Without a doubt. If someone ever says, I really need to focus on myself, you should do the same. Actually focus on yourself because there's somebody else. They're not focusing on themselves. They're not improving at all. This one's a little abusive. I tried to break up with my ex-girlfriend one time and she punched me in the face. That is a whole assault charge. No, ma'am. Straight to jail. Do not collect 200 do you know what I'm talking about? Monopoly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We broke up and he did it over the phone while I was driving to practice while his friend was at his house with him. I bet that friend convinced him to do it. That's shady, in my opinion. That's... Mm. <laughs> this one says, toxic relationship, broke up with him on his birthday. Oops. I mean, if he was toxic, he deserved it. I broke up with someone on Valentine's Day. Happy anniversary! Like, I don't even know how many years it's been. About four years? Four. Wow! My ex broke up with me and then kept me around to try and get me to sleep with him. He went on a trip to Europe, and while he was away, I started hanging out with my now husband. I told him, and when he got back from his trip, he showed up at my house and told me he loved me and wanted to give us another shot. I rejected him and said we could be friends. He then freaked out because I wasn't being a good enough friend since I didn't text him every day and blocked me on everything. I had to text his mom to get my stuff back in the end. He left my stuff on the doorstep with no warning and included every picture ever taken of us and a few gifts I gave him. He kept the expensive things, of course. After I got married, my husband thought it would be funny to tell him happy birthday. Ugh. And he sent his friends to attack my marriage on Twitter saying that I only got married for rent money since my husband was active military at the time. He, to this day, still talks about me and stalks my LinkedIn since that's the only thing I'm not blocked on. He tells everyone that I broke up with him and he doesn't know why. I also recently found out that he was talking to another girl and he showed up at my house to tell me he still loved me. What is wrong with men? I, this is a live reaction to all this. What is wrong with men? Yeah, isn't that fucking wild? What? I just... What? Like, if I'm dropping things off with somebody that, like... Like, if I'm returning things of somebody's, I'm done. Like, we're not... We're not talking. We're not hashing things out. We are done. We're not getting back together. Like, I'm giving you your things. Leave me alone. Let me move on. What? The the audacity that people have to they always people are just never satisfied with one person. They always have to have multiple people. This is just icky. Like 
If you're stalking somebody on LinkedIn? Uh, come on. I've stalked Lily's boyfriend on LinkedIn. <laughs> he he. Okay, but that's, that's a little different, okay? He he is nothing to ever be of concern. He would never be like this. No. Ever. I broke up with a dude nine years older than me. He cried over the phone and threatened to unalive himself. So I 51 50 him. Then he was too nervous to come get his thing, so his dad had to come pick it all up. It was like 10 boxes. He was 28. Ooh, just that 28. TikTok sound. Ooh, brother. Ooh. That's so gross. Why? It's always the 28-year-old men that want to go for the 20-year-old girls who can't seem to find people their own age. Sounds like, you know, if you cannot date people remotely in your own age group, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. But if you continuously just your your timeline, like your age range of who you're dating is continuously just going down and getting lower and lower and lower, we got to do some internal looking. You might be the problem. Not might. You are the problem. Yeah. Why can't you find somebody your own age? Close to your own age. Like, you're 28? What business do you have with somebody nine years younger than you? Uh, I would love to know. What do you have in common? What do you have in common with someone three years apart from you? I would love to know. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. This is my last one. Then you have one more. One of the times I tried to break up with my ex, we went to a music festival that I paid for the tickets, which were around 400 plus. Because one of his favorite artists and one of my favorite artists were performing. Since I paid for the tickets, he promised to buy me whatever merch or food that I wanted, except he was terrible at managing his money. So when we got there, he bought stuff for himself and didn't have any left to buy me anything. So I ended up having to buy my own stuff. It wasn't that big of a deal since I have my own money. It was just the principle of him saying he'd buy me stuff, but then didn't go on his promise. And then when it came time for his favorite artist to perform, we were in the crowd. His favorite artist is a very popular male rapper. And so while he was performing, we were just surrounded by a bunch of men that were 10 times bigger and heavier than me, jumping around, jumping on me, etc. I'm about 97 pounds. So I seriously thought that if I didn't get out that it Oh, that it would be Astro World 2.0. That is so bad. So I told him I had to get out of the crowd, and he just stood there not doing anything. I ended up following two other girls that were also leaving, and luckily there was a really kind guy that yelled at everyone to give us space to leave. And in that moment in my head, I was like, wow, I wish I had someone like that as a boyfriend. I was a total stranger, yet he helped and cared more about me than my own boyfriend did and i left to the side of the stage rather than in the center of the crowd a couple of minutes later he followed me and found me but gave me the silent treatment he was still able to watch his favorite he was still able to watch his favorite perform except it was from the side of the stage rather than the middle where the crowd was so while i was still coming down from my panic attack he just ignored me the whole time so a while later, I finally was like, so what's up? And he blew up at me for ruining his experience with his favorite artist. 
and I told him I was sorry, but I was having a panic attack and felt like I was actually going to die. And I asked him, so you're saying it was my fault I'm having a panic attack? And he looked me in the eye and said, yeah, that's not even the worst part. I got so angry, I just stormed off and left the festival grounds, and we were in a city miles away from our hometown. And so I was calling my brother to see if he could pick me up, but then my ex found me and told me he'd at least drive me home. So I agreed, and we started walking. And while we were walking, we got into another mini fight in which he told me I was tripping. Oh, men love that word. For feeling the way I did. I hate that word to me. It's like calling me crazy, which is a big no-no. So we walked the rest of the way in silence, but in the background, I could hear my favorite performing very faintly. On the drive back, he started speeding erratically, blasting rap music, and I was just very confused. And then out of nowhere, he started bawling his eyes out, snot bubbles coming out of his nose and saying things like, I don't even want to be here anymore. And so I got so scared, I made him pull over and I, me, had to comfort him never got the ick so bad in my life after seeing that anyways when he got us home i confronted him about the very worrying things he was saying and he was like huh oh i didn't even mean it i don't know why i said that lol so yeah that was when i finally woke up and knew i wanted to leave him and did after a few more attempts of him gaslighting immensely uh taking advantage of me wow i knew it was gonna be travis scott i don't before even getting to that part which is so i don't funny. think it was travis scott but she said just astro world 2.0 like oh yeah i was gonna say it's uh, that would have been funny but she's a big k-pop lover i remember this relationship which i think is just so funny because like from the sidelines it looked picture perfect and that's just how you know like it's not always what it seems you know no never it's like that saying like the longer the caption the worse the relationship the snot bubbles thing i wanted to cackle i'm like that's disgusting i think that that's so perfect i'm so glad that this was put in like well, then also the whole like oh you like saying things that were not appropriate about like unaliving and like not wanting to be here anymore that is so not okay that is toxic that is mm-mm. it's very manipulative Like, unfortunately, a lot of us have been in situations where people have tried to convince us that we need to stick around by threatening that. And that is horrible. No, that's not okay. If you do that, literally, you're a piece of shit. Anyways, my last one involves conversations about open relationships. So if you do not like this topic, I would skip ahead to our outro. A year into my relationship with X, we decided to open up the relationship. It wasn't necessarily my idea, but I thought it was the only way I'd keep them. Anyways, we had clear boundaries about what was what and not allowed, and nothing really happened for about a year. A year in, we sit down and talk to each other about the openness and mutually decide that we both should try to explore other people to see if this open relationship is seriously something we both still want to do. So, I do the thing. We're both on Tinder. I talk to people. They talk to people, but no dates really come of it. One day, two weeks before the breakup, they tell me, I have this date this Saturday. Me, having been asked out that morning while I was at work, I go, oh, cool, me too. They did not like that. They go on asking, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you ask me? All of that. But I made it clear that I did tell them at the earliest convenience, and we just left it alone. Friday comes, they cancel their date, and I tell them I'm still going to go on mine. 
They weren't too pleased about that, but then again, this is literally what they asked me to do. Saturday's date day. The morning of, X asks me if I think I'll have sex with this guy. I say, probably not, but there's always a chance. I meet this person at a coffee shop near his house. Let's call him Y. I was very clear with Y that I was not looking for a partner, mostly a friend who I sometimes fuck. Y was okay with that and was looking for the same. So we talk at the coffee shop for a couple of hours till they close, and I go back to this place. We turn on a movie, things get hot and heavy, and then I roll over and move onto my phone. So I go to move it, and then I see I have multiple texts from X. How's it going? Let me know when you head home, please. On a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being just friendly and 10 being like you've already had sex, what's the vibe like? Me in the middle of having sex. Text back, 10. I'll call you when I get home. I love you. And leave it at that. I don't go home till about 11, but I go to call X and they pick up and sounds like they were crying, saying things like, you said you wouldn't have sex with them. I've been here all night anxious about your date just for you to have been having sex and having a good time. You should have gone to the bathroom and let me know you were planning on having sex. Me being agreeable, I'm just like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. And they never let it go. Every single day afterwards, they would talk about how they can't trust me and how they don't think I'm doing the work to make myself better. A week goes by and we fight literally every day. My housemates are planning to throwing a party that Friday. The day before I go to X's house and they're sobbing. We talk and they say they have been anxious about everything that's gone on. They ask how my day was and me, who just got off work and spent an hour talking to a friend. I say it was good. They did not like that answer. I've been sitting here anxious about our relationship all day and you had a good day? That was my last straw. I said, you know, if you're going to keep questioning me and getting upset at me, I need to take some time from you. Give me the weekend and we'll talk on Monday. They don't come to the party. They don't contact me at all. We agreed that Thursday night that I can do whatever I want with whoever I want at that party, even though my house parties are never hookup parties. I was invited to this party. Friday comes and they call me an hour before the party saying, I can't trust you. I feel like you cheated on me. I don't want you talking to Y anymore and I don't want you doing anything with anyone at your party. I was shocked and angry so I just said okay and hung up the phone. Going to sleep that night, I sent them a text saying thank you for giving me the space that I need. I love you. All that stuff. I get a text back the next morning from them saying something about if we talk, I would like to wait until after the finals, which were a week and a half away. And I was like, okay, dokie, that should be fine and left it at that. That night, that Saturday night, I'm out to dinner with friends and they text me where are you? Come over. I'm at dinner right now, but I can come over after. I didn't drive. Where are you? Sense location. I'm on my way. They met me outside of the restaurant. I was having dinner with my friends at, and they told me they didn't think I was taking the break seriously. Didn't think I was truly doing the reflective work. And my response to their text with okie dokies just proved I wasn't being serious and therefore we should break up. Me, who decided I was going to break up with them immediately after that call before my party, and flabbergasted they used okie-dokie as a reason. I say, okay, we talk a bit more, and they go on their way. They proceeded to try to call me every couple days until I finally call them, and I'm like, what? They asked if they didn't break up with me if we would still be together, and I said no. They were shocked and upset, but why? You broke up with me. Anyways, I don't see them ever nowadays. It's been almost a year since we broke up and literally dating the man of my dreams right now, so all is right in the world. So I saw something very similar to this on a podcast where they read like a reddit submission and essentially there was a husband that was cheating on his wife and instead of her getting mad and divorcing him she brought up the idea of having an open relationship and their only rule was that they couldn't talk about it with each other 
and it drove him mad. And I think that when someone is very eager to have an open relationship, it is because they want to cheat, but get away with it on a technicality. And the moment that the other partner partakes in something, heaven forbid, they do something that's in this agreement. The other person is fuming. They've just lost it. Or if they do set up like terms that like they just can't say like when or who it was with, like the anticipation just drives them nuts. And that's clearly what's happening in that situation from this story specifically that like this person just like needs to know, needs to know all the information, needs to know what was going on, what was happening. Like that to me is crazy. Like the idea of being in an open relationship just is scary and uncomfy. And I personally, for me, I could never do that and I would never want that. And I think if you are pushing your partner so heavily to like be in one and your partner is more like apprehensive to like partaking in it, I think it's time to step away from your partner because that's, that's not cool at all. That's, that's manipulation. That's not cool. That's a really crazy story though. Like I can't believe like other people really go through things like this. Like this is bizarre. These like people that we know, you know? Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's very sad. Like nobody should be experiencing this. I think my worst breakup story, I'm just going to throw this in here real quick. I realized like I was over the relationship when I went on a trip to Utah and they didn't reach out to me the whole time. I tried calling. They were just not interested. When I came home, they basically accused me of cheating on them. And I was like, I was literally calling you and texting you all the time and you weren't giving me the time of day. And I was like in Utah with Mormons soaking. Be so for real right now. I went to go see two out of five national parks down there. I don't want to hear it. So, yeah. Stupid as hell. (laughs) I feel like I've definitely had very traumatic breakups. But, like, I think the one that just, like, really ramps it all up is I – it took me a a while to, like, build up the courage to say something to somebody and be like, hey – there's some behaviors and some things that are going on that have been really upsetting me and I want to talk to you about it. I want to fix it. I want to work it out. Let's discuss it. And these were not excusable behaviors at all, but I thought I could work through them with said person. Um, And I laid it all out there. This person sat there, listened and said, yeah, I don't think we should be together anymore. And that was that. And then I had to drive home after that. And that was so much fun. So pro tip, if you are talking about your feelings and your partner's not receptive, not not the relationship, not the one for you. And that's okay. There's somebody better out there. I know. Tessa knows. So, better's out there. We found it. So, you can too. It's so worth it. 100%. Yeah, it's so worth it. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And Lily's going to do her thing because I don't have it memorized. We have an Instagram. 
is at Grow Your Own Way Podcast. If you'd like to give it a look, we have a TikTok. It is at Grow Your Own Way Podcast as well. We would really appreciate a rating and review just so we know what you guys think. We really like seeing the interactions that you guys do with our polls or when you do reach out and say something to us. It definitely makes a big difference and it helps us with our engagement and keeping in touch with the 20 consistent listeners we have every single week (laughs) that listen every single week it comes out. So we appreciate you guys and all the other people that listen as well periodically. Life is tough and we get busy. So we appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.